Welcome to the Top Advisor Podcast, brought to you by Proud Mouse Influence Accelerator Academy. I'm your host, Bill Cates. In each episode, I interview one of the financial service industry's top performers to learn their secrets to sustain success. These short interviews will get right to the heart of what each top advisor is doing to acquire more right fit clients. You'll be reminded, renewed, and inspired to take powerful action. You'll impact more lives and increase your income at the same time. Now, on to the show. You are a successful advisor with plans for additional growth. You just want some fresh insight on how to power that growth. You are in the right place. The Top Advisor Podcast, hosted by Bill Cates. This is the first episode of a podcast series that will deliver fresh ideas and specific examples that you can use. Bill is an internationally recognized expert on client engagement, referrals, personal introductions, and communicating your value, all geared to help you attract high-level clients. I'm Patrice Sikora, and Bill promises to offer real-world value to listeners every episode, including this one. So listen up. Bill, let's start with the beginning. You've been in the financial services industry, you told me, more than 27 years. Has your mission changed? What is it these days? Yeah, and before I get into that answer, Patrice, I just want to let people know that it's not Bill Gates. <laughs> yes. Bill Cates with a C. His mission, Mr. Billionaire, many times over, is to give his money away. My mission is to help advisors, the folks listening to this program, make more money, but in the spirit of service to others. So I truly believe in the work that most financial professionals do. I think it's very important. I think in some cases, they bring financial dignity to, to people's lives. In other cases, they help them maximize their opportunity and live the life that they always wanted to live. It's important work. And I even tell my staff that our mission is to support our advisor's mission. Our mission is to help them touch more lives. And of course, the way that works is you make a little money in the process. So yeah, I want to help you make more money as well. But in the spirit of service to other people, that's my mission. Help you meet more of the right people, the right people for you, whatever that means. And really to help you build a business based on referrals, on personal introductions. I know we can talk about that later. Is it possible to build a 100% referral-based business? Well, the short answer is yes. And that's what I want to help you do as well. Why are you starting this podcast? I mean, aside from the fact that everybody's doing a podcast these days, why did you decide to start Top Advisor? Well, I think it had to do with coming in touch with my, what is often called unique ability. I think the Dan Sullivan strategic, strategic coach started that term many, many years ago. And most people understand it. So it's the one thing that we are our best at. And we often enjoy that the most as well. And then, we're, of course, we're called to do other things, but that unique ability. So what happened is I was interviewing some advisors for a program. I was del delivering a virtual program. And I was doing my due diligence and getting to know them and the firm. And I heard some of the neat ideas that they were doing, some of the things that they were doing that reinforced what I already taught and that I could then curate and be a conduit to share that with others. And also some new ideas that I hadn't even thought about that I could also put through my lens and share with others. I was just jazzed by that of all the things that I do, speaking on stage and coaching one-to-one, -one, which I still enjoy and lots of other things. It is that is that gleaning and 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 curating that knowledge 
from other advisors, things that they're doing that are working. I get excited about it because I want to share that with other people. And so that's why I started this. I started this because I, I love it. I think the work that the people are listening to this podcast do is important. And I just enjoy curating and being a conduit for those ideas. So it's, uh, it's, a, it's a win for everybody. Well, with that in mind, let's take it a step further. What topics do you think you're going to cover? And give us a hint of some of the guests. Yeah, sure. So the overarching umbrella is relationship marketing. That's, I believe I'm a pretty knowledgeable. I'll say, I'll say I have expertise in relationship marketing. Well, what does that mean? It means marketing based on relationships. It means marketing based on what you already know about certain individuals. Now, not all relationships are equal. In some cases, we know a lot about someone, and that might be asking for introductions, so the whole introduction process, or it may be even using a, a little dab of social media and, and the digital side of things, but still with people with whom we already have, have relationships. So under that umbrella, we are going to definitely talk about referrals and folks who built a referral-based business and, and personal introductions and, and the difference between those. And we're going to talk about centers of influence. Some of my guests have done an incredible job with getting introductions from their centers of influence. We're going to talk about targeting a niche market. Uh, a lot of folks that I've have lined up are experts in that. And I often call that reputation marketing. So that's about a relationship. It's a reputation that you established in a particular market. We're going to talk about more ways to increase client engagement, to become more referable, to be able to leverage that social event marketing during the pandemic. Couldn't do a lot of that, but now we're seeing that in our rearview mirror and we're going to be able to do more of those client appreciation events, special invitation events, celebration events. Uh, using video in our practices, just all kinds of neat things, all under that umbrella uh, of building our business based on how people want to meet us, which is a recommendation, an introduction, knowledge of someone else they already trust. And we'll get to that in a minute. But you just mentioned social media, mm -hmm. and yet relationship marketing to me is really a one-on-one -on -one thing. Is social media just not usable? Are, are advisors wasting their time with that? Well, some are. <laughs> for, some, for some, it's it's a shiny object that they feel like they have to go chasing. I see a lot of folks, particularly newer folks, but even, even veteran successful folks feel like they have to hire a social media specialist and they start doing all this content marketing and things like that. And I'll tell you, though, I'll tell you one place where I'm going to have a guest, Joe DeSena, who's going to be one of our guests early on. And I was saying to Joe, I said, Joe, you know, I've seen so many advisors doing social media, but I haven't seen very many actually produce an ROI, a tangible result, new clients. And he says, well, I do it all the time. I said, well, okay, you're going to be a guest on my podcast, but give me a, <laughs> give me a preview of what you're doing, right? One of the things he's doing is he has taken his Facebook page, which is I, I've up until this point, I've made my Facebook page just me and my friends and people I know. And I've turned down connections with with professional folks and clients. But he's actually he made that decision to open that up and by and being careful, obviously, with what he posts and being compliant with what right. he posts. He actually has has expanded his business friendships. He's expanded with his clients and his clients see what he's up to and he sees what they're up to. And then he starts to use, his, use some tools of social uh, media marketing like targeting friends of his clients and things like that. So it's all based on a relationship that he's expanded using Facebook. 
this was new to me because I just didn't think that that was someplace I wanted to go or most advisors wanted to go. And I know some won't, but he's done extremely well with that. So that's just one example of, yes, there is a blend. Sometimes I call this traditional, uh, tradigital marketing. Oh, I like that. Yeah, tradigital. It's hard to say. <laughs> it's, a, it's a blend of all the things we know about relationship marketing, but then how do we add the social media component to that, which is sometimes one-to-one and sometimes one-to-many. This podcast is sponsored by Proudmouth, the Influence Accelerators. If you're like our clients, you want to spend more time educating people and less time selling. That's why we turn Main Street experts like you into trusted mainstream authorities. We help you amplify your influence over a growing audience of magnetically attracted fans who will chase you down instead. Visit proudmouth.com to learn more. Then let's go back to referrals and introductions. Mm. What is the difference? (laughs) Well, let me give you my hierarchy. You've heard of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I think it starts with, I don't know, food, shelter, Beer, pizza, Monday night football. Right, exactly. Canadians, you know, hockey night. Gotcha. All right, and then it goes from there. So mine is this. So the first lowest level is what we call leads. For most people in most parts of this industry, leads are uh, a recipe for mediocrity in this business. Some managers call it crack. It's, it's, it's pe- the people's brains get wired to having those leads fed to them. And so they stop learning how to self-generate their own business and Generally speaking, the leads aren't good enough to really build the kind of successful business you want to build. So that's the lowest level. Second would be word of mouth. Now, we should all be getting word of mouth. Everyone, myself, anyone in business should have emails or voicemails coming to them by people who have been recommended. And that's a sign of doing a good job. That's a sign of being referable. And so we, we, we want to have that. But that's not usually enough to send always the right people to us or enough of the right people. And then there's the uh, referred lead, call George, use my name. Well, George doesn't pick up his phone anymore. And George is wondering why his friend gave his name out. And it just doesn't work so well anymore. So we've got to think in terms of introductions, connections, whether it's in person, whether it's an email, I call it an email handshake. A lot of folks are doing with text these days. There's a lot of ways to get introduced, but we've got to make sure we get connected. Before I get to the highest level, just make sure when you're with a prospect, with a client, with a center of influence, accountant, attorney, whomever, make sure that you're using the word introduction. I will use the word referrals a lot, but sometimes I'll use I'll say referral slash introduction because that's what we really want. Now, there is a higher level, and the higher level is I'll call the advocate. And the neat thing about advocates uh, is that they will recommend us, they will vouch for us, and that usually carries a lot of weight with their friends and colleagues. And then they will pay attention to the connection. In fact, they'll bug us or they'll bug their friend to make sure the connection goes through. And I was doing a a coaching session with a, a team and one of the guys, the head, the managing partner, Brian says, Bill, you know, these advocates, are they, are they nurtured? Are they born that way? Or is it in their DNA? And I said, well, yes and yes. There are some people that are born to do this. We love those people that like to share the work we do with others, and we have to educate them to make sure they send the right people to us. And then we can nurture those as well. And that's where that, that notion of an engaged client and, and where we, and we celebrate and nurture the advocates in our business. I'm going to be interviewing a gentleman, Brian Sweet, who's going to be talking about his ambassador program, where he has identified all of these advocates and he 
he feeds that system that, that he's created with celebration and, and all kinds of neat stuff. There is a difference. And we want to think in terms of introductions and, and advocates as best we can. What are some of the mistakes that you see advisors making when it comes to this? Do they not understand the difference between referral and introduction? Well, yeah, that is a that is a mistake or a place where that people get bogged down or caught up in, in, in that they identify folks that are willing to do this, willing to introduce, willing to talk about, but they don't actually create the the actual connection. They're not quite sure what to say, or the client may want to do it in a way that isn't particularly effective. So the client may want to talk to their friend first when that's not necessarily necessary, but the advisor doesn't know how to turn that around and 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 make sure we get a really good connection that'll work, that'll produce the result we want. So that's definitely a place where I, I feel folks not you know fulfilling the whole process of creating the introduction. Another place is if they do ask, and some will ask, some won't. I was working with a guy, by the way, the other day. I've been coaching him for a long time. We helped build his website, lots of good stuff. And he wanted to get into asking because he never really asked. 27-year veteran of this business. And he says, Bill, I'm struggling so much with this asking. And finally, I just had to let him off the hook. I said, Dennis, you just may be one of those guys who's just not going to ask. But look, you're becoming super referable. You're getting more without asking. You're promoting. You're recognizing those situations. You've changed how you're communicating your value. Your business is growing in the direction you want it to grow, right? He goes, well, yeah, absolutely. But I feel kind of guilty like I'm sitting on this gold mine. I go, yeah. And, and we can keep working on this, but I feel like that's just not a place you're going to go. And I, I want to create, take that stress away from you, a feeling you have to do that. <laughs> so, Asking is hard. Asking is a hard thing to do. It can be. It doesn't have to be, but it, there's mental constructs that, that sometimes uh, keep us from asking. But if you are going to ask, back to the mistakes that I've seen is people, uh, here's a classic mistake, is throwing open the whole universe and saying, who do you know we can help, Right. Who do you think should know about the work we do? And I suppose that's better than nothing. And lightning does strike from time to time, and they may think of someone. But the best way to ask, and we'll go into this in future episodes, is what I'll call a bullseye referral. It's specific people they know or certain categories. And so there's a way to narrow that focus, which will produce a much better result. Gosh, those are a couple of the mistakes. I guess the biggest one also I see is not creating a culture of this within their practice and their team. And so they see it as just as asking, not asking. No, there's a lot more to it. It's really a culture that we build. You mentioned earlier that it is possible to uh, have 100% new clients with referrals. Tell me about that. Yeah, people come to me and say, Bill, is it possible? I go, yeah, it's absolutely possible. In fact, I've helped people do it. And I've seen a lot of people do it without my help. So we know it's possible. Let me give you a sense of of how this happens, just kind of our system. And a lot of people are doing this and they haven't labeled it the way I've labeled it, but they're doing it anyway. So the first thing is having the right mindset and thinking, and this is our goal, our goal and telling everyone on the team and staff and what their role is in building this culture of getting introduced to other people and everyone knows their role and what it takes to become more referable and who's going to be proactive and how do we follow up with these folks. And then we have to create this sense of engagement and it's engaged clients that provide referrals or make introductions, not just loyal or satisfied, but engaged. So we've got to create that engagement and then we leverage it. How do we leverage it? We promote introductions. We ask at the right time. And then we get connected, we get introduced. And so what happens is when you follow this 
this idea of engagement, leverage, connection, engagement, leverage, connection, you can create a continual flow of people coming into your business, the right type of clients being introduced to you in the right way. It takes a little bit of time, but it's definitely doable. And can you do it without asking? Yes, it takes a lot longer. Being proactive is what will create that, that take that incremental growth and put it into exponential growth. But it's even possible to do it without asking. I've helped people do that as well. All right. You've got a new book, Radical Relevance. Let's see yes. it here. Show, the, yeah. show us that book. I, I got it. I got it. I always keep it close <laughs> by. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. Why did you write it? What is the focus here and what are the problems it solves for advisors? The subtitle actually says it all because when I was writing it, my study group and a lot of advisors in the group said, Bill, all right, what is the problem it solves, right? Let's, let's get that in the subtitle. I said, okay. So it's sharpen your marketing message, cut through the noise, win more ideal clients. So get your marketing message honed, sharpened, so it's going to attract the right people, right? Cut through all the noise. So the problem really is just all that noise in the marketplace, uh, the inertia. Sometimes the inertia is just getting people to move or getting them to fire the incumbent. <laughs> Sometimes that's a challenge. So we've got to cut through all that noise and all the barriers and then win more ideal, or we like to call them right fit clients. So it's not just about quantity. It's certainly about quality as well. So how do we get that message through to people? How do we pull them into our world? Another part of it, Patrice, is most financial advisors, financial professionals get taught how to prospect whether it's leads or cold calling or doing seminars. And these are all forms of prospecting. And I would say referrals and introductions is a form of prospecting. And, and that will never go away. There's always a form of it in your process. However, one of the things this book seeks to do is to bring a lot more attraction marketing into the equation. So people are raising their hand and saying, I'm interested, tell me more. And we know that's always a better person or more comfortable person to talk to, right? When they raise their hand and says, I'm, in, I'm interested. So that's part of what the book does as well. All right. You've got 17 rules of radical relevance. <laughs> Give us the top three, top five. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of have them memorized, but I want to make sure I get the numbers right. So I'm going <laughs> to read them here. The first one makes perfect sense, as anyone who knows me would expect this, that the shortest route to relevance, the shortest, straightest line to relevance with someone who doesn't know you is an introduction from someone they do know. Right. So that referral, that introduction, that's how we become relevant in somebody's life. Number two is give your clients a seat at the table, meaning when you're working on your value proposition, when you're working on marketing ideas, strategies, whatever it is you're trying to do, have that advisory group or just go one on one and break bread and talk with some of your clients and get their input. Don't do it in a vacuum. Uh, number five, only differences that matter, matter. Boy, when I help advisors think through what makes them different and how to communicate what makes them different, they struggle at turning it into an actual benefit. They, they get confused with the feature of the differentiation with the actual benefit to the prospect or client. But if you don't tie it to the benefit and it doesn't matter to the prospect, then that differentiation doesn't matter. Let me give you the last one. Number 17 is actually uh, resist the urge to expand the tent or, or expand the net. Here's what I mean. Sometimes when we're working on our messaging and our marketing, we think, well, I don't want to leave this group out and I don't want to leave this group out. And so let's expand this a little bit. The problem is the messaging actually becomes weaker. And so we want to resist that and we want to actually 
think in terms of narrowing our focus, the more narrow, the more precise, the better. Now it's gotta be a big enough group to make it worth our while, but if you're gonna have more than one bullseyes within your target, then you need different messages for each one of those bullseyes within the targets. I'll just give you an example. When COVID hit a while ago, my urge, my first urge was to go, all right, maybe I expand a little bit. Maybe do I expand outside of financial advisors, right? Do I make my tent a little bigger now or net bigger so I can, yeah. sorry, the mixed metaphors, that I can attract folks? And I thought, no, 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 I got to double down. I, I do my best. My best work is for financial advisors. And so if I just stay focused and narrow my focus even more, then I will be more relevant. And if I'm more relevant in these times when things are tough, the market crashed and people didn't know how to handle the virtual environment, if I become more relevant in that market, then I'll be even more successful than I was before. So we got to resist that urge and we've got to double down on who our target is. How can advisors reach you? Well, thank you for asking. It's pretty simple. Bill Cates, uh, C-A-T-E-S, Bill Cates at referralcoach.com. Uh, my website, obviously, is referralcoach.com, where you can get into my world. We have a lot of free resources. If you want to go to referralcoach.com forward slash resources, a lot of free stuff. You can subscribe to our weekly tips, just ways to get into my world and reach out to me. I'm always happy to help in any way I possibly can. And all you listeners out there, you can up your game with Bill Cates' Top Advisor podcast. Take away practical knowledge. You got it today from Bill. And he's going to have a lineup of some heavy hitter guests, too. Subscribe. Get an alert when a new episode is ready. Share with friends. You can make them jealous you knew about Bill's podcast before they did. And, of course, comment and like. I'm Patrice Sakora, and let's talk again later. This is Bill Cates, and you've been listening to the Top Advisor podcast sponsored by Proudmouth. Be sure to click the subscribe button so you don't miss the latest show. And feel free to share this and other episodes with your colleagues. And if you want to learn more about the work I do with other top advisors, just go to referralcoach.com.